this is Tony Lloyd. Being a broadcaster for many years, I've witnessed some great stories in the music industry. And now I want to bring as many music stories to you as I can in this series of podcasts. My goal is that they will inspire others making their way in the music world. Music Stories with Tony Lloyd. Stacey Jackson, welcome to Music Stories. Thank you for talking to me. Thank you for for inviting me. This is it's really fun. Now, I've done some research on you, as you would expect, and um, there's so much to talk about, but I know we're going to talk about your new book and your new single uh, in a minute, but I want to find out a little bit about you first so that the listener to this podcast can understand who you are. Um, mm-hmm. I understand you're a mama four, which, yeah. which is pretty amazing, um, <laughs> and you're a TV presenter and yeah. uh, a writer, um, mm-hmm. And probably have lost, left a lot of uh, other things out. All around creative person, yeah. I guess. <laughs> okay. Um, I understand that you came quite late to the party as far as music is concerned. But um, how did it all start for you when you were very young? Um, you know, where they were at school, presumably. And uh, how did you get involved with the entertainment industry at that age? Right. That's a good question. I mean, I start, I mean, I've, you know, they say it takes, I don't know how many years to become an overnight success, right? Um, I've always been singing in bands. When I was in, uh, growing up in Canada, I was in a rock band. I moved to New York. I was in a Motown band. I moved to London. I was in a sort of disco, you know, band. And I was always singing. So it wasn't like I, you know, just all of a sudden grew lungs. I, um, I kind of after the kid, you know, I had the fourth child and um, I was bursting to get back into into my music and uh so i was in a i was in a you know a band uh and that was great because it kept me kept me going but um i always wanted to record an album so i aligned myself with a charity here in the uk called music for youth and um, i became involved with them and basically what they do is they provide platforms for children all over the country to be able to perform like festivals and stuff and and what an incredible experience but i had this idea where uh, wouldn't it be great to give them recording experience? It was one thing getting up on stage and performing, but like no, none of these kids have ever been in a recording studio, let alone a big swanky studio in London. So I'd gone around the country and adjudicated some of these um, these these proms, basically, and these, uh, see all these kids. And I thought, you know, let's sprinkle a bunch of these kids around a record. Let's see what happens if we bring some choirs in and some strings in and some. So uh, so we did this. We're going back a lot of years, like 2008, 9, 10, around there. And um, and we put together a, a sort of rocked out, you know, because I had all these instruments, a uh, version of a bunch of Motown tracks. And it was super fun. They got a great experience. And uh, there was a DJ affiliated with the, with the charity who remixed one of the covers. And then su- suddenly, um, it was my vocal on there. Um, I'm sitting between Lady Gaga and the Scissor Sisters on the dance charts. Oh, wow. So I started getting... Yeah. So I started getting calls from producers saying, you know, your vocal suits this uh, genre of music, like in the dance pop world. Would you would you like to co-write with us? And, you know, one thing led to another. And I just got into that uh, industry. And I I don't know, a dozen uh, records later. And here I am. <laughs> it sort of evolved. <laughs> like the short, long and short of it. Yeah. Well, life can, uh, can be kind to you sometimes. Uh, that's good. I understand, though, uh, from your bio that um, you had a few struggles. It says uh, that as part of your career, you've um, been in an uphill struggle. Tell me about that. 
Well, you know, for every two steps forward, you take a step back, I guess, in trying to get out there and, and you know, have your you, you know, have your art get seen or heard. And, you know, coming coming out at this age, coming out, I mean, be, you know, going into the music business at full force when I turned 40 was a bit of a, a struggle only because, you know, it is a very ageist um, industry. Mm. And I wanted to prove that, like, who cares if the D- DJs are going to play your records and people are going to dance to it. And, you know, what does it matter how old mm. you are, you know? And... Uh, it didn't seem to matter when I was out there, you know, from the beginning, beginning, like playing the smallest dives on the side of the highway to massive arenas and stadiums at, as sort of, you know, as the years had gone by, um, garnering fans who I think found the story quite inspirational, you know, and here's this woman who has four kids and she's 40 and she's living her dream. So uh, it was a bit of an uphill struggle at the beginning. I had to pay my dues and play the side of the highway dives. And, you know, and and, and it was a bit, you know, like, um, you know, it was, it was, it was hard because it was a big risk, you know, not very many people would take that chance. I don't think. And I was like, I don't care. I'm putting on my hot pants and heels and I'm getting out and I'm going to see how that goes. And, you know, I took the chance and it paid off in the end. Um, so I was very lucky, but, um, I just hope that other women or, or, or men or anybody who, you know, want to live their dream can sort of say, you know, that's a risk I'm willing to take. I don't care if this age, if, the, if there's ageism in the industry, I'm going to give it a go. And yep. you know, cause you just never know until you, you try. And I didn't want to be 70 or 80 and be like, you know, I could have, I should have. I mean, it wasn't that old when I was 40. I no, mean, it's you know. <laughs> not, it's not. I have to say that um, to the listener listening to this podcast that you look about 22 Oh my God! So I love you. It's, you. It's, it's the light. It's the sunlight. <laughs> no, I, I mean it. So, um, uh, dear listener, you must go to Stacy Jackson's website, and uh, which is stacyjackson.com, and then you'll see pictures of Stacy, and you'll know what I mean. Um, <laughs> well, thanks. So. I, fitness is a big part of my life. I think I, I and you by being in, you know, where, where you're based in South of France. I, I have to be honest with you. Um, you know, being out, being able to go out, walk, get up and move, go to the gym, just those things for me, just, I think, uh, is super important to how I feel and how I feel is how I present myself mm-hmm. and obviously how I look. It's, I think exercise is key to, um, to, to, to your lifestyle and keeping you young. That's, that's, how I think people ask me that question all the time. And I think it's, it's fitness for me is really and, how, and, and being able to do what I love to do, which keeps me yeah, happy. And yeah. I think happiness is also part of it. Yeah. And how about <laughs> how about what you eat? Yeah. I mean, look, I, over Christmas, I was terrible. I mean, I had so much, so much wine. It's not even funny. <laughs> I, I, but um, I, I do watch what I eat. I, I watch my portions. I think I love to eat a lot. I like to eat sort of a lot of d- different foods, but I, I don't eat the quantities of it hmm. so i think um that's another way of sort of keeping it keeping fit is just being able, not depriving yourself but just remember what the portion is meant to look like you know yeah. like a scoop of ice cream shouldn't be you know <laughs> a big massive bowl of ice cream I, I actually take a scoop of ice cream and i put it into like an espresso cup so i kind of like cheat my brain because the little scoop pokes over the edge of the cup and i'm like oh <laughs> 
it's a full cup. Well, Look at that portion. That's great you know, advice, so I, but that's great advice. But you know what? I would have to probably have two cups or three. That's my problem. You know, would you like some more? Oh, yeah, that's delicious. <laughs> yes, thank you. That's it's knowing it's knowing when to stop. I guess. Yeah, I, I, that's that's my problem. That's my personal problem. Um, okay, that's fantastic. I, I've listened to some of your music, which I love. It's got an '80s feel generally, hasn't it? And I love yeah. pointing fingers. Uh, a brilliant dance track and uh, an 80s uh, feel as well. Um, what's the story yeah. behind that one before we go on to your latest one? Behind Pointing Fingers. Mm. Well, the lyrics were actually written about, it's so vivid in my brain. I, I had some management at the time that like was the, <laughs> lo- loved him. I mean, he was a great guy. But in terms of, there was nothing that was ever, he would never own up to anything that was ever an, an issue that he might have caused or couldn't fix. It was, he was, always playing the blame game and i used to say you've got to stop pointing fingers at everybody else at some point you got to own it you know mm. and it was it was one of these guys in my life that i've met that i've never seen like ever blame everybody else but ever take responsibility for himself i'm not even talking about what about uh what he did in terms of managing me it was even in his personal life you know uh with his you know with his partners or like and it was just so funny to watch it i i actually wrote a song about it because um i just it just gave me a lot a lot to write about um but yeah so then of course obviously growing up in the 80s and this is another thing about my my age and in, in, in being able to break into the industry later in life was that i actually lived it my i lived the music through those generations my inspirations and my um influences have come from authenticity, I think. And so I could pull up on those kinds of, you know, um, you know, inspirations. I keep using that word um, because I actually went through it. And so those songs and the ones that I write or even the ones that I cover usually come from that era. Yeah. So when I landed the TV show was, I don't know if it was a coincidence or if it was just in the cards or in the stars, or I'm sort of following some crazy path that's meant for me but uh the 80s have have been like a huge influence in my life Mm. on so many levels yeah me too i was uh, a dj at events and weddings and just about everywhere and all around the world and europe and Mm. uh, uh, and on radio stations too and um so yeah i know exactly what you mean i think uh, though i'm a lot older than you i think you're from the generation x yes that's that's the 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 age bracket isn't it really yeah okay so yeah. tell me you're not that much older you look darn good yourself so <laughs> <It's the weather. laughs> you're not that much older i'm sure <laughs> thank you you're very kind uh tell me about flip side which is your new song which is uh, what song. we want to talk about yeah that sounds great uh, as well. yeah thank you um it's it's also funny because i was uh, during lockdown i had written a few records and uh one of them being flip side obviously being influenced by the 80s i always thought you know and especially now uh the 80s sound is quite current i mean dua lipa mm. and um, um weekend and, mm. you know that that vibe is coming back there's a little bit of synth pop in some of the records these days and um so i thought oh let's you know write a song with some with that kind of you know aura and I'd written it, and then I landed this pres- the presenter gig uh, for Spotlight TV on Sky, and uh, obviously presenting '80s nostalgic uh, videos. And when they were um, putting the show together, they said, "Well, we, they they thought they would use some existing um, 1980s song, I guess, as the as the lead in, you know, as the opening mm-hmm. record." And I said, "You know, would it? Would you?" 
can I can I see if this this song works? <laughs> and I literally gave it to the executive producers. I'm like, if it doesn't work, maybe I'm stepping over my boundaries here. But like, you know, would you think this could work for the opening of the show? And they were like, we love it. It's perfect. So hence that now that's the the that's the show opener really. Wow. And obviously, it's a pop record, so uh, it just recently got released out into the ether. So now people mm. who watch the show can also buy or listen to the, oh, to the whole song that. that's brilliant yeah that's great <laughs> that's I, I, I love it how long did it take you to write as a as a writer do you know do you sort of does it come to you lyrically, straight away uh well it depends musically and lyrically are two different things i have to the music has to come to me first i need to feel the music and then usually the, the lyrics flow i mean i do know people who write words first and then put music to it but i'm the other way around so I had the music already. I had the top line already in my head. I and I and the lyrics are actually quite, I think, empowering. They they really are about, um, you know, m- me, sort of like this this person that is everyone's so dependent on me you know like it even starts off if i had a superpower i'd split myself in two (laughs) because like i just i've got the four kids and a husband and a career so i just found that like the the juggle over the last sort of dozen years has always been an issue for me and you know the you know being at every school play and every you know like i it was always very hard for me to Mm. try to figure out how to balance it i think now i have got the it down but and i always just felt like sort of i needed to write a song about this because i'm surely not the only one in the world who has a bunch of kids in a career so it has to be it's, it's just a, it's a it's a sort of empowering song like sort of like you know what you could do this you could take the risk and do what you want to make you happy because there is no way you could be a good mummy or a good wife or a great friend if you're not happy with you you know yeah. and i think that's how the lyrics came about yeah, fantastic, and um, it's it's got this sort of pumping beat to it. It's quite uh, up tempo, isn't it? It's something you could work out to. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. A lot of my music is about that. Actually, is I, you know, like I said, fitness is a big part of me, and if you can't move around to it. It, it's not going to end up on my album. <laughs> the whole the whole spiel with me is that you know you just have to press play and move. Whether it's just you know have a little dance in your kitchen or go for a walk, pop your earphones in. I I want people to get up and feel happy and just move. And that's the kind of you know vibe I want to create with any of my music that I write. You've written a book as well in your spare time. <laughs> I don't know how you do all this. Yes, the book is the pièce de résistance. I think that will come out at some point in the next uh, few months. And so, uh, but I'll be uh, back on your show and I'll talk about the book then. Yeah, that's a great idea. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, j- just quickly on the book, um, how yeah. how come Snoop Dogg's involved? I recorded a record with Snoop. All oh, right. That's yeah. why it all will come back to Stacey Jackson in the end, anyways. No matter what the title of the book is. Okay. a record called Live It Up With Him uh, about 10 years ago, and uh, we just re-listed over the summer because it was in a movie, called, which I was also when I did a cameo. And um, it uh, it was a dance record that I, I did with him, old school, in the room, in the States. We wrote together, and uh, it was an incredible experience of my life, and it was life-changing. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, and uh, very, you know, very inspirational and it really was a a big deal in my career that's why the book is that is called that at the moment and uh yeah 
it's a, it's a, I hope it's an inspirational book. That's the goal. Okay, fantastic. Well, I look forward to talking to you more about that uh, when yeah. it's released maybe, uh, later in the year. That would be fantastic. Uh, in the meantime, um, good luck with Flipside. I know it's available now. Uh, it's, yes. it's a great Everywhere. track. Yeah, it's a fantastic awesome. track. I love it. And I, I you know, I, I play all sorts of music, as you know, but uh, particularly like that. It's very good. Um, so good luck with that. And good luck with everything else you're doing and the show on Sky and everything else. You're a busy woman. <laughs> I'm a busy woman. Three of my four kids had left and I've just left the nest. So starting to get a little easier. Yeah, know? yeah, absolutely. Only one more to evict. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Although she's a girl and a teenage daughter. Oh, my God. Talk about a lot of work. But anyway, <laughs> no, she's amazing. She's actually an angel. I'm very lucky. I'm super lucky. I can imagine. So. That's great. So, Stacey Jackson, thank you so much for talking to me on Music Stories. Thank you for having me. It was great. lovely meeting you. Have a nice day. Music Stories is a free podcast with no fees paid to contributors in the hope that it'll help and inspire others in the music industry. Get in touch if you've got a story to tell. If you would like a professional podcast made or would like training so you can do it yourself, I can help. Go to TonyLloydRadio.com. Music Stories with Tony Lloyd.